Today is Laetare Sunday. Laetare is a Latin verb in the imperative mood. As the grammarians among us will tell you, the imperative is used to express commands, entreaties, or exhortations. Laetare means rejoice, be glad, feel joy. It is the first word of Laetare Jerusalem, as you may have noticed, the introit or the opening chant of today's Mass. And several other texts we have heard or will hear also speak of rejoicing. Even the rose color of the vestments of the priests conveys an invitation to good cheer. So we might say that rejoicing is something of a theme on this fourth Sunday of Lent. Now, the word rejoice contains within it the word joy. This sets it apart from other uh, similar biblical terms like praise or give thanks. The joy in rejoice might lead us to believe that rejoicing is an action which depends upon an emotion. We can't really rejoice if we don't feel joyful, right? In order to answer this question, let's consider the liturgy's most recent mention of rejoicing. And this is, of course, the final uh, moments of the the story of the parable of the parable of the prodigal son. As soon as the older son hears the sounds of rejoicing and discovers the news of his lost brother's return, he becomes angry. He refuses to enter the house and participate in the festivities. And then when his father comes out and pleads with him, he bitterly reproaches him. Now, I don't think it would be controversial to say that the parable invites us to question these actions. But if rejoicing is an action which depends on an emotion, then we must feel joyful in order to rejoice. And, of course, the older son's immediate reaction to this news was anger. Therefore, if this is true, that rejoicing is an action that depends on an emotion, then his refusal to rejoice is entirely justified. And it would follow then that if today, on Laetare Sunday, when we are exhorted to rejoice, if we find ourselves angry or sad or maybe just bored, then the theme of Laetare Sunday doesn't really apply to us. But this can't be right. If we look at the story, we see that that the parable nowhere attributes joyful feelings to the father. St. Luke says that upon glimpsing his lost son returning from the far country, the father is filled with compassion. Now, a more literal translation of the Greek would be, his father saw him and was inwardly moved with pity. So this is an immediate emotional response. And so immediate as probably to be involuntary. Pity. But it's only through his voluntary actions that he rejoices. He runs out to meet his son. He falls upon his neck. He kisses him fervently. And then, calling together his servants, he arranges for the most public and visible expression of rejoicing, that is, a feast for the entire neighborhood. 
Now, how did the father feel while he was carrying out these actions? St. Luke does not tell us. Perhaps he never moved beyond his initial reaction of pity. Perhaps he, too, felt anger and resentment at his son's betrayal. It would certainly be understandable. Perhaps he, he felt skeptical about the genuineness of his son's conversion. If any of those were the case, none of the emotions was as important as his will to rejoice, his will to rejoice through his actions. Rejoicing is an action. It doesn't depend on anything other than the will to rejoice. Now, it can be preceded by an emotion. It can be followed by other emotions. Sometimes, when I rejoice over something I don't actually feel joyful about, I kind of feel uncomfortable. I might feel like a bit of a fake. Uh, then again, uh, I could rejoice when I don't feel joyful, and it might lead to genuine feelings of rejoicing. Either way, it's the action that counts, not the emotion which precedes or follows it. Now, the father does not reproach his older son for being angry. This is quite telling. He doesn't say, Now, son, anger is wrong. It's a sin. You should know better. Nor does the father really urge his older son to rejoice. Now, our translation makes it sound that way. It says, But now we must celebrate and rejoice in the final words. But the Greek here really says, it was necessary to celebrate and rejoice. The father is characterizing his own actions. It was necessary for him to slaughter the fatted calf. Why? Because a miracle has taken place in their midst. He could not have done otherwise. And so at the end of the story, he leaves his older son not with an appeal to his emotions, but with an appeal to truth. Your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. This is the same truth that confronts us today on Laetare Sunday. We find ourselves halfway through Lent. The road to Easter is still long, and from here it gets only steeper. But we too can rejoice even now, even if we don't feel particularly joyful. We can rejoice because the Lord Jesus Christ, our brother, the firstborn among many brothers, like us in all things except sin, was dead and has come to life again. <laughs>